Well, hello and welcome into Bear Talk on another Wednesday night of Talking Cal Sports. Sam Wiseman here alongside Jack Hinson. As we get set to talk all things Cal baseball, a little bit of Cal basketball recruiting, and then, of course, the Warriors, Jack. It's great to have you with us, and congrats on graduation. I know. I feel not like a changed man at all. I still feel <laughs> very similar. In fact, just a little sicker after being out there in the uh, torrential rain, but, you know, I survived. What doesn't so, kill I you survived. Makes, yeah, 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 I was going to say... Both that graduation and four years at this wonderful <laughs> institution. <laughs> Has it changed how you feel about Cal sports now that you're graduated? Do you do you get to do you feel like buying out the the new basketball coach now that you're an alumni? Alumnus? Oh, as in donating <laughs> millions of dollars to this uh, yeah wonderfully run program. That's the mo. Um, ask me back in uh, 15 years or so. Actually, you know, I probably won't have donating money to like. 50 years so ask me ask me then okay well they will ask you they'll call you every week and, oh uh, yes i'm sure they will i've already i've already gotten reached out to buy uh young alumni tickets wow yeah that's uh that's very very sad that uh that the Athletics department needs your support but they do i guess so. i know no way around it but anyway they have my um, uh emotional support that's that's right yes. they have my emotional support too yeah. in every facet of their being mm-hmm. except well we'll we'll talk about those later but uh we got Cal baseball to get to and the bears are rain shortened series last week they end up splitting with Arizona state and uh game two they they held on to to a one run win after a thirty five minute rain delay and it Certainly wasn't pretty, and they definitely could have brought home that win on Friday as well. And I should say they, they, they on Sunday hung on to that win. The Saturday game was postponed, and then they canceled the second game of the doubleheader on Sunday. But really, neither, neither game very pretty, but Cal able to hold a dangerous Arizona State offense pretty much in check for the whole weekend. Hunter Bishop, who's a National Player of the Year candidate, did not do well at all. I think he only had one hit that uh, the whole weekend over those two ball games. Carter Aldretti had a couple of home runs, but... That was just about it. Spencer Torkelson as well had a couple of homers, but that was it as far as the power went from ASU. But even Torkelson's second game was not very good at all, if I remember the box score correctly. I think he, in fact, he uh, only went, I guess one for three is not horrible, but still, like, you, I mean, you come, these hitters were so, you know. Vaunted. I I know, coming into this series and, you know, just really not putting much up there. Which I guess is a testament to the excellent pitching we have, or you could look at it well, the other side of the coin. They just maybe the weather affecting them. If, in all honesty, well, let's take a look at the. Uh, it's funny you say the weather because on that Sunday game, just as they were about to ha- to have the rain delay, the Bears were up three to one. Carter Aldrete in the pouring rain. They should have pulled the tarp earlier, but they didn't. Carter Aldrete in the pouring rain. It's a it's a laser home run over the right field wall. They immediately pull the tarp out, and then it stops raining for the next half hour, and it doesn't <laughs> rain again for the rest of the day so they probably could have played the doubleheader but Arizona State had to skip town and I heard that uh I've heard several reasons yeah well I heard Tracy Smith was very upset actually that (laughs) they didn't play that third game because it gives both team a win uh, last weekend gave both teams a win in the series and they both needed at least one win I think if Cal had lost that second game they definitely would have played all three but I think Smith was upset because he's going to have to play Stanford this next weekend, and Arizona State playing Stanford is not really right. going to work out well for Arizona State. If they can't they pull can out, steal one, yeah. But if they can't pull out a win there, they end up 
on the bubble. They end up well. They end up one game over five hundred in Pac twelve play if they oh, get wow. swept by Stanford. So I don't know if it's really on the bubble. They didn't have the they didn't have the best strength of schedule, but they're on the bubble as far as a two seed goes. Definitely right now they were all set for a you know a two seed. They were ranked top fifteen in the country for a week there, but. Yeah, they're, but then again, they end up risk losing that third game, and then they're in even worse position. So the other thing was Mike knew wanted to save Sam Stotborough, who was going to uh, pitch in that third game. He wanted to save him, so now Stotborough is going to be able to pitch on two weeks rest this Thursday or a week and a half, really, against Washington, and that's going to be crucial for California to have Stotborough back yeah. on Friday. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Right. But I was going to say the official listed reason, of course, they have to, you know find something to blame it on it was they were going to miss their flight yeah the the travel schedule so but if you i mean you don't think arizona state can afford to just like charter a whole nother they, they're, they're out of they're out of school so, i know. know right well they they seem to be a wealthy program <laughs> not asking young alumni they, like they myself do get a to... nice stadium nice press box right but yeah no they're they i think they get plenty of help from their alumni too mm-hmm. <laughs> barry bonds <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. well <laughs> In any case, uh, yeah, last weekend, that Friday game, though, I think you were talking about the Cal pitching staff. That was an example uh, for the second consecutive week in a row at home of the Cal pitching staff, just or the bullpen at least. I don't want to say throwing one away because how much can you expect a bullpen with a bunch of freshmen and you know a junior transfer to, to come in and, and really preserve a win in a game against a really good team. But still, two consecutive weeks at home, Rogelio Reyes takes another loss out of the bullpen. And although the first one against Stanford was just because of an unearned run, you know, Armand Sabori has been leaving these Friday games in line to take wins, and he hasn't been getting them. Which is why I think, well, I believe, I mean, he should be the you know listed starter. We We all know that would mean opener. This upcoming week, I'm not sure why they would, uh, you know, just totally nix what's been working for them the first two thirds of the season. Well, Saburi has been throwing a really high amount of pitches recently. True, true, true. He went six last. Yeah, he threw a career high 95 pitches last week. Mm -hmm. So I guess that does make sense. But so I guess maybe have him open up for Holman day three. Well, here's the thing. Let's let's look at this coming weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the Bears go to finish out the regular season at Washington. It's going to be a great series. We'll have all three games for you right here on Calix. And again, that starts tomorrow, Thursday at 5.45 p.m. Our coverage begins with that three-game set. But uh, the list of starting pitchers right now is Sam Stottenborough for Thursday, which to me makes sense if you don't want to pitch uh, Armand Sabori to to excess at least in the first game because it's going to be on really short rest for him mm-hmm. anyway on, on a Thursday. Then on Saturday, there's no starter listed. And then on Sunday, or excuse me, Thursday at Stonborough, right. Friday no starter listed, and then Saturday Jared Horn because it's going to be a Thursday through Saturday series. They're just going to give Horn a full week off to rest. Makes and, sense. I mean, went the whole whole darn game. Yeah, first complete game. Yeah, let, I still I want to spend more time on this ASU series because there were a lot of negatives out of the bullpen, but the starting pitching was just fantastic. Armand mm-hmm. you said six innings. That was a career high for him. Jared Horn, also a career high. His first ever complete game in a Cal uniform. It's the first complete game thrown by a Cal pitcher In a year. year. That's not... I'm going to say it's... A, it's that's impo- not that crazy. Like, there are some records that are standing for, like, 35 years plus. I'm just that, saying. I'll be impressed when you break one of those. You know are, it's not even a record. It's you, just a, you an accomplishment. At, you look at Jared Horn. He had a 6.13 ERA last year. And this year's ERA is second in the Pac-12. And right. that is impressive. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the complete game, all those eight inning starts, that just goes along with how good Jared Horn mm-hmm. has been this year. And to me, in the playoffs at least, Jared Horn 
is your starter for we'll say in the regional is probably game two because it's double right, double elimination. Double elimination yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to playoffs too. I want to talk about that. But as far as the ASU series went, yeah, great starting pitching, not so great out of the bullpen and. It was really, I think, the first time we've really seen the bullpen taxed a lot early in a series these past two weeks against Stanford and then Arizona State because you end up right because your inning e- innings either is just was delegated to uh, game three. Yeah, you end, you end up with Jack Walter, Jack Delmore, <clears throat> Sean Sullivan got roughed up against Stanford. He gave up three home runs and what was eventually a three one a three run ball game. Right. But but yeah. I, you know, part of me wants to be really, really happy that you know a pitching staff with ten freshmen has done so well this year to put Cal in contention, to to put Cal into a playoff spot, basically. But the other part of me wants to say, you look at Jared Horn, you look at Armand Zabori, and they've been the bulk of why this team has done so well. And you look at those freshmen on the on the bullpen, and they could be the death of this team in the playoffs, in that you're not going to be able to have a lead in a game and expect to keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's. It's sort of like I was going to say why, the reason why the Rockets could not beat the Warriors, right? They only had two real guys playing for them that series. It was what James Harden going off as James Harden does. He's the Jared Horn in this situation, and Eric Gordon as as the secondary scorer, right? And you know, two guys I, I know is is just not going to win you anything in any sport. Right, whether it be basketball except, uh, or baseball, tennis, except except any important sport, <laughs> um, major team sport, right? I, sure, right? yeah, go on. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you see them falling into that same syndrome, which hopefully does not come to bite them in the butt, and hopefully, you see in these, you know, if 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 any of these playoff series knock on wood goes to three games hopefully you see Sabori in all three which we have not seen this year so that brings me I guess to to the question I have for you has Andrew Vaughn carried this team this year number one as much as we expected him to coming into the season and number two just I I think overall because to me Andrew well we can talk about the number of walks he's gotten you know third in the conference he has over 50 walks now this year and that on-base percentage is up above 550 and it's mostly because of those walks he hasn't been getting a lot of stuff to hit but this isn't this team isn't really looking a lot like like last year's team you have Andrew Vaughn and Corey Lee and last year you had Corey Lee as well along with Tyrus Green but none of those guys had the level of production that I think we're seeing out of the rest of the Cal lineup you got Cameron Eden you got Andrew Vaughn and Corey Lee all right up at the top Quentin Selma as well has been having a fantastic season well just because his numbers are a a slight dip from last year does not mean he's having a bad year by any means right for God's sake he's still like a a semi-finalist for the Golden Spikes Award, right? So, I mean, I would say he's still cut and dry the the clear leader on that team, right? I mean, he he comes in clutch with uh, when you need him to, right? He's still hitting a respectable amount of home runs. He, what he's at fifteen, 15 so far yeah. this year, still leading the team in that category, right? So, um, I don't see. How, yes, he's sort of a quiet guy, but he's always been that way, including last year. So, you know, I I see no reason why he would not be. The leaders still going into these postseason. That's true. the uh, the The quadruple punch at the top of the lineup is, is something too that's really been developing. I don't think mm-hmm. we've talked about it a lot, but you know, Eden, Selma, right, then Vaughn yeah. and the Corey Lee. Who do you? Who I do was going to say you, the, you the, the Mike New move, uh, put, moving up Selma to the two spot about a month ago has worked absolute wonders. I, I, last I saw, they're like nineteen and seven when he since that move, 
And they've been taking down some giants, right? Number one team, number two team, uh, just number 25 this past week, right? So, it, I mean, that is some some good managing right there. Yeah, the, it's like who do you, who can you intentionally walk now at the top mm-hmm. of that lineup, right? Even you top, know, yeah, one yeah, through four. You know, like yeah. Cameron didn't get on base, Quinn Selma gets on base, right? Maybe they, they they double, right? You can't walk Andrew Vaughn because then you got Corey Lee right behind him, and Corey Lee has not been striking out a lot ever since that Oregon series. He hasn't struck out almost at all right. this series and or th- this season since then. Yeah, I was just going to add to that. Like, How many lineups out there in college baseball do you have serious home run threats two through four? Right, maybe you have them, you know, spread out like maybe one four, maybe three four, four five, but never like three in a row that you are generally scared to throw a fastball over the plate because you'll be looking over your shoulder at it the next moment. Well, plus Cameron Eden has eight home runs too. Quinn mm-hmm. Selma has nine. So, yeah, Cal with a lot of power. They like hitting at home. They're fifteen and or sixteen and six now. I want to say at home or fifteen and six at home. They they finish out the the regular. Uh, who's season. counting? Yeah, we'll we'll have to get I that on the, uh, on the the corrections. <laughs> there are very uh, important people counting. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the corrections. The uh, Sam's corrections. Yeah, next segment. Week. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll, we'll put an asterisk next <laughs> to that. But they're well over five hundred at home. They've struggled a little bit on the road, especially at the beginning of the season, but. I don't know. They've really shaped up. the The only things that worry me heading into the playoffs are that bullpen, and just well, some parts of the bullpen and the defense, because the defense has either been really, really on or really, really off. And I think Sam Wesniak really encapsulates that. On, in <laughs> yeah. games where Sam Wesniak does not have an error, it looks like it just seems like Darren Baker makes great plays. Saw Max Flower have a highlight reel catch uh, just recently where he dove into the bullpen. Right, that was. Fantastic catch right there, and Cameron Eden as well. But then you have games where you know, like that that Friday game where you end up with two errors on the scoreboard for each side. But Cal easily has you know four or five misplays that really contributed to the loss. And without any of them, in the it was you know it was an eleven inning game, and the Bears loaded the bases right, in the yeah. bottom of the tenth inning with none out. They couldn't score. Tell right, me about it, yeah. those situations. I'm not concerned about that as far as the offense goes. Like loading the bases, none out. You can't score. It's going to happen once in a while. Right. I'm more concerned about the defensive issues that led to it even being a tie game at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. Yeah. Really. The usually most things that Cal was weaker on in the first half of the season, they have vastly improved. The one place has been i mean yes sorry to target out sam wesniak again but yes sam wesniak um i don't have his errors up right here but 15 yeah it's just yeah but still yeah well you know uh, as far as the defense goes i don't think we can really look for that to improve too much between Mm -hmm. you know now and the end of the regular season which is three games away but with that i do want to get to some postseason talk because we are coming up on the last three games of the regular season this thursday friday saturday versus washington and again, all three games right here on 90.7 FM, KALX Berkeley. It's going to be great to have you with us, especially tomorrow, as Jack and I will be joined by Scott Armstrong. That'll be fun, Jack. <laughs> your, your favorite your favorite guy, right, up in the booth. Be sure to tune in 545 Pacific tomorrow. But after the regular season— And sideline reporter Kelly Soria. That's right. we got a sideline reporter coming in, too, coming in hot for the, past, yeah. for the last uh, three games of the season. But after the final three games of the regular season, very next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, are regionals. And the Bears are in. I'm going to say it now. The Bears are the Bears are in. They're playing. A we team. were saying similar things last year. We said we said if the Bears could pick up a series win at Arizona State, 
they were definitely in, but they didn't pick up a series win at Arizona State, and so yeah. So I've I've refrained from making those types of predictions since then. I think it's pretty well secure. Cal is you know mid thirties in the RPI right now. Top sixty four are all going to get in, and the Bears are right now after splitting with Arizona State, looking pretty good to be the number four team in the Pac twelve. They're going to mm-hmm. play a team this weekend that they were also. F- Fourth, fourth or fifth last fifth year. Fifth last year. Yeah. They were, they were going to play t- Washington last year. Remember, they finished fourth. They made it to the College World Series. Right? But yeah. I mean, the, what I found perplexing, I, I, if I remember correctly, yeah, Cal beat Washington when they played yeah. head-to-head. The, the the, it was two, Cal, two, took two out of three. Yeah, Cal took two out of three, but then they couldn't close out that series mm-hmm. versus Washington. Washington en- ends up just ahead of Cal in the standings, and they get to go to the postseason, but yeah, that was a, a, that, that was an extra inning one. That, right there, yeah, yeah, that was in the, that was a ten inning loss, and that was in that run of like four series where the Bears kept winning the first two games and then dropping right. the third game. And anyway, but as far as postseason goes, it looks like for now the Bears are in for the first time since 2015, and they can go to a bunch of different places. You look at the top 16 teams who are going to yeah. be the national seeds. The Bears could go to Stanford. I don't think it's likely that they want to put they a bunch would of never. I, yeah. yeah, I don't think they want to put a bunch of Pac-12 teams together. But it might almost be inevitable if they don't want to send teams all the way out to the East Coast. So I think locally the most likely landing spot is Santa Barbara for Cal. Santa Barbara is probably going to be, you know, the 11 seed nationally out of 16, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Santa Barbara, you can see the Bears also go into uh, Pac-12 schools, UCLA, Stanford, right? The clear choices. Right. But then, you know, Texas, the Baylor's going to host probably, and so is uh, Texas Tech, Texas A&M also might host. So there's three spots in Texas where the Bears might land too. And I don't know. I, I guess the more favorable matchup for the Bears, as far as traveling goes, would be Santa Barbara, right? Yeah, I mean, but you know, you look at you look at some of those Texas teams, and you know, the Bears haven't seen Santa Barbara for a while. But I don't know. I'd rather face Santa Barbara than one of those three Texas teams that I just named, right? Baylor, Texas just Tech. By virtue of the travel schedule. Well, well also you remember what happened. I guess when, it's also less hot. You remember what it's... happened when the Bears went to Texas Tech? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not good. I, I, yeah, I could. Al- I mean, I could also see like it being more favorable in terms of weather, right? I, I don't know what it is in Texas in middle of May, but I assume it's hidden triple digits or very close to it. Um, Especially when I, I was never mind. I was gonna go a cli- say it, make a climate change comment, but <laughs> don't know who's listening out there, so <laughs> refrain from. That, but. Well, uh, we're excited for the postseason. If the Bears do get to the postseason, be sure to stay tuned to calex.berkeley.edu and calbears.com to figure out all the coverage details. And again, that'll be the weekend after this one. We'll also have details for you next week on Bear Talk. That's every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific here on 90.7 FM, streaming online worldwide at calex.berkeley.edu and on the TuneIn app. Jack, we're worldwide. I'm. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I, I. I'm. I'm like. I'm Pitbull. This is my persona Mr. this week. Worldwide. I'm Mr. Worldwide. I just. I. I. I just got in from Denver. <laughs> I, we're. We're going to Seattle right, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Actually, I went to San Jose and then here. Right. I would not by some consider fluke San of scheduling. Jose, uh, hey. Unless it's San Jose, like Costa Rica. I, I don't consider it. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. That's all I'm saying. Right. Jet setting is what we're doing. Yeah. Right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the Cal baseball team finishes out the regular season this week in Seattle. We hope you join us tomorrow at 545. That's Thursday. Then Friday again at 545. And then Saturday, I believe our coverage begins at, yes, 1245 p.m. Pacific time. 
Again, be sure to join us tomorrow. It'll be Cal assistant coach Noah Jackson joining us on the pregame show. And again, that's Cal versus... It's a hot interview right now. Hey, it's flying off the... Hey, ESPN's got Magic Johnson. We have Noah Jackson. We'll get to that in a second, too. But, uh, yeah, we hope you join us. And it's going to be a, a, a fun close to the regular season with our sideline reporter in there as well. <laughs> so, uh, in any case, that just about wraps up our Cal baseball talk. Before we talk about a little bit of Warriors. I do want to get to Cal basketball recruiting recruiting news. And, and Jack, I believe you've coined a new nickname for the Bears' uh, newest recruit, Demetria, sorry, sorry, Demetrios Clonaris, with no pronunciation guide available yet. Right. Colinaris, I think. Colinaris. Is, what, is how I would, whatever. But yeah, so I was I, I saw the announcement this morning and immediately went to YouTube to uh, find some sort of highlight reel. Took quite a while to find, I might add. Naturally, he does play in some weird Greek league um, oh since, like, the edge of 14, whatever. Um, but after, you know, going through the dark, you know, into the annals of the internet, I finally found a uh, a little compilation. And honestly, you know, we have Giannis and the Greek, fe- the Greek freak going strong in the NBA playoffs. I'm gonna after watching eight minutes of video. I'm gonna go on air and call uh, Gali, uh, ca- ca- Demetrius. I'll, That's I'll good. Call him that. Go by the first the, name. The meek Greek, because it was not a very impressive highlight reel, I should say. Because these are supposed to make you look like you know you're a giant, a giant amongst men, right? Like you're the best player in the world. But he was barely, you know, putting up, you know. Le- so he's a lefty. He's a guard. He was, yeah, he was barely, you know, getting lifting any. He he doesn't. He's not very quick. Like he he was barely getting around these, you know, six six ten, you know, two hundred pound guys. You know, what should be with ease, especially in the Greek, some this weird Greek league, right? So I guess you really have to see him in person to come to a full conclusion, but I'm just lucky I'm getting out of here, so I don't have to oh my, uh, call oh my. these games. The real alumni spirit, right. Jack. <laughs> yeah, well, you call him the meek Greek. I'm just going to call him for now the the Greek geek because he's coming to Cal, right? Yes, nicknames. Okay, well. Right? The Greek geek throws it in. No, no, no. Okay, well, we'll see. But in any case, here's the other thing about, about Calman's basketball now. it's It's been a good job of Mark Fox coming in and, you know, recruiting as much as he can. He has well, a lot he's of, actually Mr. Well, Worldwide if he's recruiting him. Well, his assistants are Mr. Uh, Mr. World Men. Mr.'s World Men, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, the uh, Calman's Demetrius here and then Kwani Kwani. Who I right from? Wait, from where's Aus- he from? Well, he's from Australia. Australia. Oh, uh, originally I would, would not have guessed. He's but. from Australia originally, and then and he played uh, he played high school ball in Napa. Oh wow! So uh, you know that com- combined with you know Joel Brown and you know you end up with four recruits coming in this year, and Lord knows they have the open scholarship spots. But <laughs> here's here's the here's the thing: Does Cal become the the new Washington State of basketball recruiting? And that oh, I see. Yeah. They you know because because here's the thing: Washington State has to recruit internationally because they're in the middle of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. Cal is basically Cal is in a, the one of two basketball hotbeds in the Pac-12 footprint, right? It's here in L.A., like Oakland and L.A. Right, and that right. that's mm-hmm. it, right? <clears throat> Are there just are there no prospects here, or is Cal legitimately having trouble tapping into people in their own oh, backyard? Oh, definitely the latter. Yeah, right. That, that's why when Ivan Rab came from Bishop O'Dowd over in Oakland, why everyone was just astounded that they got to keep someone from their uh, own backyard. And so, you know, hopefully it changes under the new coaching regime, but remains to be seen. All right. Well, there's a little bit of Cal men's basketball, and to wrap things up on. 
This episode of Bear Talk, we're going to talk a little Warriors and with a, with a guest stint from, uh, from Sir Charles Barkley. Durant. This series? This series or any other wow. series. Not- Kevin Durant made them unbeatable. They are not going to be. Difference the- between unbeatable and can't win a series. The, the, well, they, they're not going to beat the Rockets. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. I'm gonna they're not going to beat the Rockets without KD. And they're not going to be Portland or Denver without KD. All right, so that is <laughs> Charles Barkley on a, on the Warriors. Uh, and so, you know, big congrats to to our guys. I, I don't, know. Oh, a, don't pretend to be. Listen, you're not one of us. Do you, you know how hard I was rooting for the Warriors after that Game 7? Which Game the 7? The Trailblazers Game 7. And the Nuggets. Oh, 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 oh! I thought you. Like, I couldn't. Well, the last time the Warriors have been in games. If the last time the Warriors have worried about a, you know what? a series was last if, Western if, Conference if, Finals. If the Trailblazers had not gotten swept, I would have been so mad. Just for the, just you know, out of empathy for the Nuggets, right? I see. Oh, uh-huh. but you know, actually, well, I just came from Denver. A Paul still hangs over the city from yeah. that game. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not easy when you know the Abs and the. Uh, and the Nuggets both get knocked out within the same week. With, <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, anyway, the uh, yeah, Warriors Warriors get the sweep. And without, I mean, without so much has much has been said about the Warriors in in that sweep. There are like tons of statistics and numbers about their sheer dominance. Even though at times it didn't look like it. Yeah, they, they were down by down seventeen like 18, points three yeah. times. I th- I find the most important thing and the most telling thing about this team is that they trailed more minutes. I think by by. 32 they trailed 32 more minutes than they led the whole series right that and to just win every single game that way it's it's almost comical like just how how they can turn it on like they that can and, start trying and especially game four without without Iggy I I honestly thought going in you know they might drop this you know it's kind of like it's game they've won three in a row they know they're gonna eventually win the series you know the effort may not be there especially with your I guess now third best player guy uh Fourth best player gone with with Iguodala, um, but no, they so they uh, they somehow brought it back and had to do it in overtime, right? Which I guess was a new twist. The Trailblazers could not score to save their lives, and like right. the last last like ten minutes of the fourth quarter, it was ridiculous. They just right, yeah, was, and you know they they definitely had the talent to pull out some of those games, but just honestly, they they looks they were playing scared for for most of it, and. You know, when you when you're not playing aggressive, then that's how you just you know, and and the other team knows they're better than you and will impose it on you. That's how you drop games like those. Not not once, not twice, but three in a row. How many? How the many? Hat trick. I I know you're gonna pick the Warriors to uh, to win it all, but how many games versus? Uh, Depends who they're playing. Who do you? Well, okay, Milwaukee. Six. Six for okay, I, I'd see that, yeah. Because because think about it, the the Bucks will have a. By the way, the Bucks will have home court advantage. Eastern Conference Finals worst color matchup of all time. Red and it's Christmassy. I don't know, but no, no. I think think about it, the Bucks do have home court advantage here, right? I think the Ra- the Raptors do too. So yeah, the Warriors will be playing on the ro- on on the road for the first couple, which is too bad. But I I I I know. I'm not going to say I know. I I high 90% chance they win at least one on the road and take two at home. Well, you, you don't like hockey, right? You're not into hockey. Not not really. Okay. Well, you know. I it's but good. I know the Sharks just I'm gonna, lost. I'm going to I know how they lost. I just yeah. want to shout out to the Blues. I'm picking the Blues over uh, <laughs> over Boston for sure. That's my uh, I just don't want Boston to have 
three you, of the four championships. You know, in the you know, the Blues were the worst team in the NHL. I saw, you yeah. see that thing as of January third, mm-hmm. and then they can't. Yeah, so you know, it's a it's Cinderella team. But but think about how crazy it would be if both the Red Sox, the Patriots, and the Bruins were reigning champions at the same time. Something that LA would never have. Exactly. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Well, that just about does it for us here on Bear Talk. Thanks for joining us. You can find all prior episodes of Bear Talk online at anchor.fm slash bear talk. That's anchor.fm slash bear talk or actually on Spotify now, too. So it's exciting. But, uh, yeah, we hope you join us this coming week and weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's tomorrow, Friday and Saturday. The Cal baseball team plays their final regular season series of 2019 as they head towards the postseason. Our coverage tomorrow begins at 5.45 Pacific time from Seattle, Washington. Until then, this has been Bear Talk. You can catch us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time to 9.30. Big lunch is up next here on CalX Berkeley. And to take you out, here's a little bit of a Cal baseball postseason highlight from Days of Yore. Nearly by one. Game seven, winner go home. Brett comes set. Looks to third. The pitch. A base hit into right field. Coming in a score is Booker. Brendan slips. He's going to hit He's safe. And California wins it. 9-8. I cannot believe it. Cal baseball. Unbelievable. Always exciting. Only on KALX Berkeley 90.7 FM. Your home for Cal Sports. What a season for California!